Um, I have the um, live. The YouTube link if you want to share it out where people can call in and stuff live. Oh, cool. Do, do okay. I'll, I'll just yeah. copy and paste what I have you on uh, on uh, Facebook. And um, if you want, you can share it out. And So we do I'll open up the phone lines towards the end. Hopefully we won't get no screamers. <laughs> cursors <laughs> like to call in and troll sometimes, but I think it'll be okay. So yeah. All right. So I just sent I sent it to you on Facebook and I'm about to post it now. Share it on all my social media links right quick. How how long do we have before we start? Um, we have a minute if you need it. Yeah. Um, let me go grab my phone and do it for my phone. One okay. Check one, two, two. Check one. Check, check. Awesome. Sorry. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. Yay. Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. I turned on um I turned on social media blocker. And <laughs> so I can't get on to my stuff for like a certain amount of time oh, so that wow. I just don't get on, but I didn't have it on my phone. It wasn't blocked <laughs> on my phone. So I had to go share from my phone. I might need that. <laughs> I it, might get you're more accomplished. It's healthy. That's awesome. I like it. 
All right. So um, I got it shared out. So whenever we go live here, um, it'll be about a, about a minute and a half. You won't be able to hear the intro playing and stuff. So it'll just be silence. And then I'll come in and do my quick intro spiel and thank the supporters and all that stuff and then just bring you right in. Perfect. All right. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, True Seeker. This is the True Seeker Podcast. I'm excited and delighted to be with you guys again, week to week, day to day, however often I do these things. Uh, I love it. I enjoy it. And um, you guys are enjoying it, too. The numbers are increasing on the podcast back end on iTunes and Libsyn and all the um, all the, the media outlets that this podcast goes out to, I'm getting messages daily and I know I sound redundant. I know I'm repeating myself, but something's working. Like the guests that I'm having on here, uh, being open and transparent with people about our own experiences and it's okay to be different. It's okay to feel a certain type of way. Um, and like at the end of the day, nobody's right. Like nobody has like this, like this is the one way to do it. If you don't, follow it this way, then you're doing it wrong. So we're essentially just bringing our experiences together, bringing the information uh, as a collective, and we're forming a community here. And it's, it's resonating with a lot of people. So thank you guys for supporting me. Thank you guys for, for coming aboard, all the new listeners that we have, so many of you guys. Um, I'll do an interview ever so often, and um, usually with a bigger name person. Like Every time I do an interview with Jordan Maxwell, um, I, I logged into my YouTube account, and the, the – um, 
the view counter is going straight up. It, is, it shows the graph going up and down. And you got a couple of views today, a little bit of views tomorrow. But then I did the Jordan Maxwell one, and then it goes straight up, just skyrocketing. And it got a bunch of subscribers uh, for, you know, reaching out to his crowd as well. So welcome. You guys found something that you like, something that you resonated with. Welcome aboard, man. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the fold. It's good to have you. Um, if you guys want to support, head on over to patreon.com backslash true seeker there you get access to unreleased podcast you get all my music i'm a rapper i do hip-hop music uh, again i'm getting a lot of comments especially doing the jordan maxwell thing because there's so many people watching my videos um a lot of people commenting on the way that i talk and uh so yeah i'm a hip-hop artist i'm a rapper um check out my music patreon.com backslash true seeker there you get access to my entire discography, as well as all the new music that I'm putting out, is being uploaded directly to the pa Patreon. So uh, you guys are um, awesome. You guys mean the world to me. Give a quick shout out to some of the new patrons we have this month so far. Uh, within the last week, we have today, uh, Sari Ramos. Thank you for coming aboard. Danny Guerrero, Edgar Romero, Hernan P Posada, Justin Caldwell, and um, everybody else, man. Thank you guys for coming aboard let's see it's kind of weird how these names are fluctuating uh Lil lillian alanda you've been hanging out with us jonathan baina man thank you guys for coming on i swear it means the world to me that you guys are resonating with my work and that you want to support what i'm doing um thank you patreon.com backslash truth seeker um also when you support there you get access to what we're starting this week is the school of the mystics we're going to be doing uh an online school it's pretty much just a um a teaching and equipping session of being there for one another, learning how to activate the prophetic activation, moving in the spirit, and just simply a community just to be there uh, with one another, making myself available, um, being candid and open in, in a way that we really can't do um, on a large scale on a podcast. So there's so many people listen to the podcast and it's almost like church for you guys. Like you guys look forward to it every week. I've gotten the messages and this is going to be a hands-on way that we kind of fellowship together and kind of grow in the spirit. School of the Mystics, 7 p.m. Central, Thursday nights. Get access by becoming a patron. All right. All of that stuff's out the way. I said a mouthful. Uh, i got an awesome show planned for you guys tonight. I'm excited. I've been checking out her work for a minute now. Uh, her name's all over the place. Any, anytime you type in anything about ufology, anything about star children, star seeds, indigo children, um, all of this beautiful stuff, you see her name out there. So it's cool that we're finally getting to connect. And uh, this is going to be an organic conversation. We haven't really spoken before, but Bridget Nielsen, welcome to the True Seeker Podcast. Aw, thanks so much, Derek. I'm really happy to be a part of this, everything that you're building and creating. It was fun hearing about everything. It's awesome um, connecting our fan bases together. Like I've built this platform on just for years is nothing it came overnight but i've built it for years um networking with people and not being afraid to share the platform or it's you know it's no longer us for and no more like hey i have to protect my followers because in some circles they're my investors they believe in me they support me those type of things and you find that a lot um when when it comes to teachers and speakers and people who have communities but I've seen so much growth and so many people coming together through networking. You, what would you say about that? I completely agree. It's like there's always something new that we all have for each other. And like mixing the communities is the only way to really like expand. So this like 
exclusivity um, doesn't doesn't really uh, promote and go towards what we're actually wanting to do. So I'm totally a fan of that. That's one thing that it always turns me off to when I see those people who are just like, hey, don't listen to this person, even if I don't agree with the work. This has just been something that's kind of come up over the years. But even if I don't agree with the work at this point, I'll just try to point out the good that they're doing versus, hey, stay away from him. He believes this. He's into this, this type of deal. But I, I find that a lot with a lot of big name teachers and stuff. And it, but I think that uh, what we're doing in, in, in the grassroots is working. I mean, we see uh, we see a lot of people coming together, a lot of people doing interviews on their own channel, uh, spotlight spotlighting other people's work. I was just on Project Camelot. Carrie Cassidy had me on there. That was a huge oh, awesome. person. But to see you know, her, yeah, to see her reach out to someone like me, you know, it's pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. Well, someone like you is great. Like that's the point. Is it's like the valuation right now is is via like the how big is your following, and that's like not a proper. <laughs> it's not actually accurate, you know, because there's so many other things that go into what creates the the size of the following and just algorithmically. So um, to 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 social evaluate based on that doesn't work. And so I think that it's really good to yeah keep that conversation open that everyone has something to give, no matter mm-hmm. big or small, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about about yourself. There's people watching who uh, have no idea who you are. They haven't heard your story. They're, they're they're new to to your presence. Talk a little bit about what you do and why you do it. Kind of fun. I'm like new. I'm like, hello. Um, I am a person uh, who, let's see, where do I even start? Um, I'm just a, I guess you could say like a starseed, someone who's more empathetic, um, sensitive. And I've remembered a lot of my incarnations from other planets, from other times on Earth, et cetera, et cetera. And I just remember a lot of my greater being and that has just funneled its way into just being one of the foremost things that then I share about on how to do that but also like what is going on in the world right now um, especially pertaining to ETs and um, and star connections um, but really across all boards so that's a general answer <laughs> to who am I it's all it's all it's always hard especially when people ask about your story you know, how'd you get into this? Those, those type of things. It's like, which part do I share? Like, do I go back from the beginning and say, because all of it kind of plays a part, like, which part do I share? Do I share about the star children? Do I share about the contact? Do I share about summoning UFOs or my interest in um, music? And, you know, I think in, in your case, art and food and all of these things that you're creating and bringing to the table as well. It's not just just one thing that I'm known for. You have all, all of these things, you know, um, so when it when it comes to I guess maybe the supernatural or dealing with ETs and stuff like that, like what was your earliest experiences um, that you remember as a kid? Like what what were some of the things that that were going on in your life, if if anything? Right. So when I was a kid, there was a lot of kind of missing time, strange situations, but nothing too uh, too much that alluded to it at the time there were strange things more when I was a teenager of I was like something's going on here um but once I did a regression I guess that's like seven years ago or something now I remembered all that was going on when I was a kid which was um being on spaceships being um taken by different extraterrestrial groups for different things different programs um 
which was amazing. And I actually really enjoyed it when I was a kid. And um, it could be various different things, me playing with other kids on spaceships, doing kind of telekinetic, um, telepathic kind of game stuff, or it could be just me as a part of the overall system of what these different ETs were doing to help remind me and teach me. So it was very interactive. So in your waking life and like your day to day, did you remember any of this at all? Or was this kind of through the regression, like this whole new arena just kind of just exploded. You're like, wow, I've been living two lives almost, you know, Um, through the regression really, yeah, everything came out, but there were, there were, there were clues when I was a teenager, like, um, I thought that I was, like, was pregnant, like, all the time, but I had never even had sex yet, and stuff like that had, like, kept on coming up, and so it was very strange, and, and even when I just started getting into my spiritual journey a few years before the regression and all of the ET stuff started coming up, I was doing, I did two, I haven't shared this, actually, it just came up with a friend yesterday, and I remembered, but I was doing shamanic regressions to meet my ancestors, because I was doing a lot of ancestral work, and one of them that I went to meet my female ancestry, I, I didn't have very many, like, I wasn't online searching alien stuff or anything. Mm-hmm. It was, I was very clean in the category. And I regressed, I, I guess I self-regressed myself in the shamanic journey back to actually remembering, um, like, these, I, I ended up in this, like, crystal palace with these aliens, and they were, like, all women, and they were healing me on this table. And it was so foreign and weird like as I was in it I was like these are my ancestors I'm like what is this like I didn't even understand but it was new and it was kind of cool and so I came out of that and I was like that was just weird I don't even know what that was and it went on and it was really powerful and deep for I mean like a good half hour or something and so that was actually the first first experience that I just realized that I had it's weird um, moving around in, in some of those hypnotic states, whether it's going into uh, Kundalini yoga or some deep meditation or um, psychedelics for that matter. But you always get these weird glimpses. I think for me, just like a lot of times when I'm when I was a little kid, when I was sick, like when I get the flu or get really have a fever, I would always go back to these weird memories that were just so foreign and it was something that it would would actually ignite them and it happened again recently and I can't pinpoint it I don't know exactly what was going on but it's this weird place that you go to um where everything's a little bit slippery like a lot of times when you're in those states um you're getting a lot of pieces and glimpse of just a minute or or a revelation will come to you and then it's gone and then another one and then you're trying to hold on to whatever you can so and I'm sure I'm sure you said like when you was a kid, you had little glimpses of stuff like that and and little times where it was just like a loss in time and things. But so the the uh, regression is that that's like a pivotal thing that, that you would, um, I guess, recommend to a lot of people who, who are wanting to get into this type of field or, or wanting to know, you know, who they are, where they come from, life purpose and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you you just keyed in on them, like the, the different ways of entry, right? Like entry into the remembrance. And it's like, okay, is psychedelics your path? Is um, It's just like going into deep states of trance, whether it's through shamanic journey, sober, or like you said, kundalini yoga, like meditation, those kinds of things. You can definitely get there. I've gotten there 
or just a deep regression. So it's, it's kind of like which feels resonant. Um, Cause I think, well, obviously psychedelics will get you there really fast and you have no control over it. Um, so, but I think it, it could be any of them. It just is which one draws you and um, the regression thing can work for people. Absolutely. And it cannot like some of the time it's just like, yeah. uh, was that my mind? I don't know. I didn't go that deep. So it depends on like, if you're someone that can go into a trance pretty deeply yeah. and quickly, like I'm able to, then, then it's good. But if you're a person that's like, you don't remember your dreams and it's, it's kind of hard. It's going to take time. Yeah. It's like, maybe you need something a little bit more potent. So what, what was, um, what are some of the experiences? I guess maybe some of the earlier ones. I know because there's a lot of this stuff you're talking about, and, and many people have resonated with it. They've experienced it. There's stuff that I can't even explain. I'm teaching this stuff, and I can't even explain a lot of it, right? It's part of it. It's okay to say I don't know, right? Right. Um, so what, what were some of the things that, that you've experienced, whether it was as a kid or even now, that you know something is going on that maybe when the other side kind of crosses over into the physical reality, whether it's, I know you've been to a lot of UFO conferences and you've been speaking a lot as well. Have you been to any of these events where you go out and you make a CE five contact or you have some life changing encounter and meditation and a being appears or something like that? Was there any of those experiences that like it crossed over into this realm, you know? Right. Right. That's a good question. Yes. Um, in some of them, like one, one example that for some reason it stands out to me more than anything is I was camping alone in Utah in the middle of nowhere, which people tell me not to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, and I actually was woken up in the night and I was fully awake and I was levitated through my tent, like up to a ship. So I was like fully consciously awake fully levitated like up to a ship and that was that was really cool and profound um but as far as like connecting with beings and stuff i mean there's certain times where we have like retreats and where we're all in the same proximity so it's kind of like a conference i guess would be but there's mm -hmm. certain retreats or certain um times where i've lived in community where it was like unanimously everyone woke up the next day and was like what just happened <laughs> and we remember being like on the ship together like some stuff yeah. like that happens but as far as like meeting them in the flesh in person i've had a mantis appear to me in the corner of my room and, and materialize um as far as any other materialization there was a slippery in between that was pretty much like a dmt journey but it entered into this reality where mm -hmm. i fully saw contact like how contact first contact is going to take place. Mm -hmm. um, and that was extraordinary and changed me forever. So um, not as many as like the full physical meetings, but yeah. very slippery in between realities. What about the ships? Have you had encounters with them? You know what I'm saying? Stargazing out there camping. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever, you know, done the CE five initiatives or anything like that. Have you had any, any of those encounters with, uh, stargazing yeah i have um i have well one of them I, I was walking down the street and like i saw a ship and then i was and then i had like missing time and so stuff happened to me in that case and that was just broad daylight um but because i lived in sedona for so long which is just like this <laughs> nice, lucky <laughs> nice et dimensional gate um yeah there was there were sightings like all the time 
and um and people would be like oh what's all in the backyard and everyone like run you know run out there and like see the zipping and different things and the flashing happening um for me it for some reason it doesn't my experiences come in a different way and it's it's I don't know it's it's entering into this realm in a different fashion like not as much as a ship but it's entering in and like okay, you better be ready because we're yeah. going to, you're just going to shift reality. So it, it has a different um, yeah. language and feel to it Definitely. in the way that I, I experience. But the, uh, but the effects of it cross over, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like when, when, when you are in tune, you start seeing stuff manifest or crazy synchronicities or almost like you feel like you're being led by a higher power. Like, Every, like all the relationships, emails, like everything just lines up, everything that's on the television, like you're being led by a uh, higher power. Talk a little bit about that. Like with, with the contact, I believe like, you know, these synchronicities come and people seeing 333 and 1111, uh, you know what I'm saying? Representing awakening and angelic contact and things like that. Talk a little bit about how the synchronicities are kind of linked in with contact. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, I guess the synchronicities are really like validation that all of this non-physical magic is truly happening. Like, I think that's, that's really what it is because there's moments where you're, you might be interfacing with some interdimensional being, which is what happens a lot. And you might be like feeling like this energy and like what's happening or like certain activations, but it's harder to believe that. But then when you see like an 1111 or like this person said the thing you were thinking about, or, you know, like it, it just starts to 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 sink, and I think that shows the creative potential that we have as being like creators of our reality too. So it's not only is it like this this validation of this greater thing happening, but I think our creation part in it, and and that we are like our reality creating it. Yeah, when when we're seeing these signs or these dreams or whatever stuff starting to make sense or wh- whether we pull something out of the dream state and it manifests here, I mean, there's 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 so many stuff that happens or or you follow the signs in the dream or whatever. Um I, and and even for me like having a lot of sightings or whatever. I like I started writing down every sighting that I had early on. I was like, you know what? I'm going to write this down. And then eventually you kind of start rationalizing it or explaining it away, even though it was like this monumental and kind of like, well, what if it was a plane? What if it was just a star? What if it wasn't satellite? Those type of things. And even like writing down all the detail and having this awesome experience. So I think that that's where the synchronicities and stuff come in because you can't explain that stuff. Like what you're thinking, what you're saying is coming out of the television or you think a thought and somebody says it so many different uh, ways that synchronicities happen in people's lives. And so I think it is the confirmation or you are on the right path. I always see it as breadcrumbs because like a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? The information coming through isn't the most profound when a synchronicity happens. You know, I think early on I would listen to David Wilcock and he would say, pay attention to the information. Well, some of the inf- information is just like, it's not profound, but it's just like that knowing that, Hey, I'm watching you. I'm with you. We got this type deal. You're on the right path, you know? Totally. I love that. It really is that knowing energy that just keeps you, propels you forward, keeps you in that certain state and frequency so that when that next profound thing happens, like you are ready and available to receive it. And I really liked the two, the two things that you were saying about one that you documented. 
I think that that's like a really important thing um, because then one, you can see, I think the mind is like, well, nothing's happening to me or like, I'm not having any dreams or encounters. And it's like, but if you write everything down, you know, like over the years, you're like, holy crap, like <laughs> this is insane, you know? Yeah. So I think that's so important. And then it is so strange how these crazy, like life-changing experiences can be questioned. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I have that too, where I'm like, that, it, that can be questioned, but like, how am yeah. I like, did I really love a tea through the tent? And it's like, I, when I did that, I wrote it down and then I texted my partner and was like, I levitated through the tent. Like I want to document that this was true so that when I question it later, like I don't, you know, I have that validation. So I, I really, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause it, I, and it doesn't even matter how profound it was like with time and with, you know, I think for me, it was a good thing though. Cause like, I'm wanting to prove myself wrong. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure totally. this is legit because I've been out there after having a couple encounters and been out there stargazing and I see a plane headed my way and it's so bright and it's like, here's another one. And it flies over and it's just an airplane. And then I've been out there with friends who are freaking out because the airplane's coming. I'm like, no, nope, don't, don't get excited just yet. Let's make sure before you start celebrating, let's make sure that we know what this is or whatever the case is. So about documenting it and, and actually writing it down. And for me, my music as well. Like, mm. like I, I'm able to look back, like I started writing this type of music back in like late 2011, 2012. And then some years separated from that, you know, maybe 2014, I'm like, I don't even feel like I wrote, I don't even feel like I wrote that. It seems like somebody else. So it's, it's almost like a, like a time capsule as well. When you go back and read the articles that you wrote or the material you put out and, uh, and try to get in that same headspace. And hopefully it's a, a place that, that you're coming from a place of where you're going to be learning definitely, but a place of where you still are on that vibe or you want to get back to that. Cause I've been there where synchronicities were happening every day. And then I get to a place where I'm depressed and I haven't, tapped into the divine realms at all. I haven't had anything awesome happening. I'm just in my day-to-day life and my nine to five is wearing me down. And you're like, man, what happened? And I can go back and read that stuff or or listen to the music. And I'm like, man, there's greatness inside of me. Like there's more to come. Let me tap back into it. Cause that, that's not another person that was me. And to kind of almost use the music in the writings and things as a time machine and kind of time travel back to those, um, those, those places, you know? I love that. I love that. Cause it really does. It, I think that we were kind of like taught that like everything was going to happen on December 21st. And then right after that, like <laughs> we'd all ascend, like, and it was, it's just like, we're good, you know? And it's, it's a long-term thing like this transition. And I think that's something that's um, maybe a little bit more challenging for our generation and, and the younger generations. Cause we're like instant gratification culture. And it's like, okay, slow and steady, you know, and it's like these things come in waves and to remember, like you said, like have some time capsule that you document in your specific way that then carries you on those droughts, you know, that that waters that like synchronicity plant, like during the drought to get you to the next one. Yep. Oh yeah. You know what though? And like, I always relate everything back to the scriptures because I come out of the Christian evangelical background. And so Mm -hmm. my mind always goes back there and that's what they would do. They would like have a victory in the old Testament and and then they would build a monument 
So when they came back to that place, they saw that monument. And he's like, you know what? When all my enemies were coming against me, I reached down and I defeated my foes. And that statue, that pile of rocks there reminds me of my, my, my last battle that I won, that I fought. And then it's the same thing with us to be reminded. And even with like trinkets and necklaces and things like that, that they would wear amulets and stuff. It was a reminder, like they would write the scriptures down and wear them around their neck. So that every time they looked at it, it reminded them, you know, I think us with tattoos and things, we look, we look at tattoos or sacred geometry and things like this around us. It reminds us maybe a Catholic or a Christian would have a, a cross of Jesus, right? And when they're feeling low, they're feeling defeated. They look at the cross and it reminds them of their victory or where their hope is at and stuff like that. So that's awesome about put, writing something down, creating something that reminds you of where you were at, what headspace you were in, almost creating an altar, no matter where you are, in the presence of your enemies type deal, you know? I love that. That's like, that's such a good point. And like, if we think about even just like the most ancient cultures, like they documented, right, on cave walls, they're like, okay, let's document the changing, whatever it is, catastrophe, the the, the ET connection. alien contact, yeah. Whatever (laughs) happening like they documented it for themselves and they documented it for us and I think like what you're doing here with the podcast and everything and what I'm doing it's like we're documenting it's yeah. digital documentation I yeah. mean we can go we can go paint on the cave wall I mean that would be cool yeah and th- that's one thing too because like I don't like to um when I do my podcast episodes I like I, I don't like to number them like the majority of people in, in podcasting they'll start off and like uh this is episode one, this is episode 10, whatever, and keep going. We're almost, we're at like 80 something right now. And so I don't want to number them because I feel like people who uh, are newcomers will see the number. Like if I'm going to listen to a podcast and you have 700 podcasts, I don't want to go listen to number 25. Like I want to hear like what's going on in your life now, current events. I don't want to hear about like news from six years ago or whatever the case is and talk about what was in the media headlines and stuff. Hey, you there? Yes. Okay, uh, my computer just restarted. Give me one second. I'll jump back on. Yeah, no problem. Okay, hold on.
All right, I'm back. Yay! All right, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I can't hear you through my speakers for some reason. That's weird. One second, let's see. But you can hear me, yeah? Yeah. Can you hear me? Check, check. Oh, hold on. Gotcha. <laughs> I got messed up headphones, yeah. Messed up headphones, computers acting silly, squirreling. Okay. Yeah, we can take that as a sign that there's a lot of other beams connecting in. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, one second here. I'll just have to uh, piece together the... Uh, the final version. We'll have it in two parts, and I'll piece it together for the podcast. It's been happening a lot lately. I'm trying to upgrade my system. I think I'm run. I got so much stuff running on the back end. It's not even funny. Oh boy! All right, one second here. Got to pull up those calls. In okay, people are on the phone line right now. Uh, we're gonna get to you guys here shortly. So you found, you found you it's found fun. the chat, right? Yeah, I've never <laughs> like I've never been done live. YouTube and it's really fun because then you can just talk to people. <laughs> All right, so there's that. Okay. All right, we'll try this again. All right, ready? Yes. All right. Okay, and we're back. So, um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the hybrid children. And uh, I know you said you, you had glimpses of, of playing with the children on ships and things like that. Um, where does that come from? Because you, you talk about how like a lot of people can make contact and you can play with the children. You offer classes and courses and techniques and things like that where people can get involved with these hybrid children. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So the hybrid children were created and are our physical genetic children um, that were created from one particular program, hybridization program, um, from being people that are experiencers that have gone up to the ships. Um, and, and so these kids are like a byproduct of some of these experiments. Um, this one is going in more of a positive direction, hence like these hybrid kids that will eventually come back down to earth. And um, if we make the timeline um, and uh, reconnect with us and be a part of first contact. So these kids, um, are amazing you know they're they're like i guess you could say you have kids don't you, you have kids? yes uh-huh. yeah so they're like the amazing human kids right now that <laughs> we're seeing like that are just like what are these beings like they're they're so different these new kids coming in um so they would be like that except just um with less barriers of human culture stuff on them so they would they would have more availability and, um, and so, yeah, we can play with them. Lots of people play with them, like, in dream time or on the ships. Um, but it is a real physical thing. And people, lots of different experiences have met them physically. Um, and then other people have, you know, had really profound dream, you know, communication and memories that have come up. So, um, awesome. You talk about um, receiving all of this stuff. And, and having visitation and, and everything kind of being founded upon um, having a childlike heart and yeah. not getting too serious at times and, and, and keeping it simple and things like that. Right. Um, 
I, I, I watched an interview with James Gilliland sometimes, uh, sometime back where they talked about um, having a CE5 and trying to summon ships and trying to make contact with a big group of people, and they didn't see anything. And then it was this little little kid who took a marshmallow and he roasted it and he's waving it at the up at the sky like, here you go, Mister Mister Spaceman, this is for you. And when the little kid did it, they said this huge ship just lit up out of nowhere and took off and it was like the innocence of, of this little child that did it and it always goes back to me to like the bible where jesus talks about in order to receive the kingdom of heaven you have to become like these little children here which they 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 just trust they just believe they're not worried about paying bills they're not worried about um where their next meal's coming from like they know that they're taken care of and things you know and it's returning back to that innocence talk a little bit about like the magic of returning back to that innocence. Many, many of us have lost it, you know, the nine to fives and the bills and stuff. You know, we, we have to grow up, but we never really do. They're, that child is still there. Talk about the power of kind of going back and, and, and almost recapturing that childlike faith. Oh, oh God. I mean, it's, it's really like everything. And I think like, I, I thought about this a few weeks ago, the idea that really all of us, you know, from age four or five to 18 to 22 were put in school and like school, like some people had a fun time, you know, there were good times, but like for the most part, it was like a jail cell. You were, you had to wake up early and go to this thing for like 15 years straight. And it was like a prison sentence. And then right when you're done, it's like, all right, now good luck. And you're like, are like thrown into the world. And there's not like, and it's just like this, this part of our beings, this inner child part, just like slowly over time gets like, it gets pushed out of us or it gets, it gets like hidden away. And so thinking about it in that perspective, like getting that context of like, whoa, okay, we've been, we've been kind of put away from that. That means that we need to create a new space for that part of ourselves to come back. So it's really about being conscious that like that is a part of you and it's not just a part of you that was alive when you were a child like it is a living breathing part of you that might just be suppressed or pushed out and so really making space for that like just first and foremost just thinking about it and what that would be like and who you were as a kid and then how you can encourage those parts of your spirit to come back whether it's doing activities that you like doing as a kid um, or actually going in kind of like we were saying through different healing stuff to get back that that piece of us because that piece of us is that sensitive beautiful innocent part that will that's a critical light piece to awakening to traveling these other dimensions to um, the grand solutions that are going to help her. Like yeah. the, it, it is the, the like anchor point and like beacon for us. As it's, a human so, it's, it's something about the whole childlike faith or being young at heart or whatever. Um, when you read um, the book, the alchemist, which is like a go-to book for many people, um, you know what I'm saying? That, that book changed my life and everybody I've let read it. It lights a fire within them that makes them want to go back and recapture their dream. And, be uh, reminiscent of of who they were when they were children, right? And and it talks about the dream that you had as a kid and what you wanted to be when you grew grew up. And many of us, you know, we had that stolen from us. Or no, you can't be that. That's you know, dream. You know, what I'm saying the American dream or dreams are for people who are asleep and you have to get a job and you have to do this and you have to do that. And 
Um, but it's the power of recapturing that dream. And a lot of times the whole point of this journey, this awakening is so that we can have the power to go back and remember who we were as, as children. We like to entertain people. We like to make people laugh and all of that kind of stuff. And so uh, the alchemist is a great read for anybody who uh, wants help on their life purpose. What am I supposed to be doing in this life type deal? And it's all about having that childlike heart and going back to the person who, who you were before you gave up, before you gave up on your dream. Um, I want to say thank you uh, to people in the chat room. This is um, Renee Ibrilicia. I'm no, I know I butchered that so bad, but thank you for the donations and um, the comments there. Renee says, uh, research star ports on our stationary flat earth. And uh, we are stars. Search your birthday on the Zodiac. Zodiac, definitely, um, with our, our constellations and, and how that works out under our star signs. But I'm going to f- formulate this into a question for you. Not that I'm into it, not that I push it. Um, people, some people are, <laughs> some people are uh, die hard on this. And, and I'll just ask you, um, flat earth theory, where do you stand on that? Um, have you researched it, you know? Yeah. Um, good question. Well, I could say, I don't know. I can say mm-hmm. that. I don't know. I think, that I think we all can say that. I don't know. I, don't know. know um, I do. There's pretty substantial evidence that we didn't go to the moon, but does not go, but does not. Okay. Us being in a uh, public way going to the moon. Does that mean thus that it's a flat earth and there is no space? And I went through this kind of like a, with with Patrick, my partner, and we were like, oh, my God, like, what if there is no space? Like, and we went through this, like, whole day. It's so flat, and you kind of, like, have to go there. And afterwards, after I went through that, I was like, you know what? That would suck. Like, I don't even want to be here if it's just, like, if that's actually what it is. And my experiences don't match that. Like, if this is just kind of, like, it feels like it is some sort of holographic reality, of course, but like, if this is just like this flat dimensional space and you try and exit it and then you like bump up against a wall or something like that, just that's not inspiring. And so I'm like, you know what? My experiences tell me that there is something more out there. Now, whatever the shape of like the earth is, I don't know. And there's a lot of things that make sense, like the curvature of the earth and you would have to like, take that into account. Like there's things that make sense in the flat. Yeah, I know. That's the whole thing. You know what? That's, that's the thing with most theories and most religions, like if you, or, or most politicians, if you listen to it long enough, some of it makes sense. Like they have good, they have good points that, that you can kind of stand behind. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I think that it sounds really good. And if you listen to enough stuff and maybe these people are watching hours and hours of documentaries of people who are presenting it really good and they're sold on it. I mean, isn't that how most of us got into like researching the Illuminati or Alex right. Jones or whatever the case is until we like, you know what? And we kind of, we kind of end up where you just started right, right there. I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You haven't been there. But people are like, no, I can prove it. And I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, I don't know if you can prove it. Like, I know there's there's great evidence for it, but there's also a lot of evidence against it. And so that it, it brings me back to, like, wanting to talk about and wanting to promote things that we can apply to our lives that can make us have better lives, healthier lives, um, happier lives, not just us, but our friends and family as well, things that we can actually do to change the lives and well-being of those people 
people around us. And I think that I do think that the ET um, uh, conversation is part of that. I think that we are dealing with spirits and entities and dimensions and realms that affect our daily lives and things like that. So I guess that would be a good segue. How do um, those things there, spirits, ETs, fairies, I know you, you talk a lot about fairies and stuff as well. How do these entities, these elemental beings and things like that affect our daily lives, even unaware? Oh God, I think that they're, I think that the influence is like crazy that the influence of all these other interdimensional beings, I think has a majority, like in a way, part on influencing our mood, our thoughts, our actions from various directions with various agendas. Um, The more like I get into these kind of in between (laughs) trance states and like (laughs) these interesting just places that I like live where it's very um, lucid. I'm like, Oh my God, like there's so many beings and entities like working and doing their stuff. So I think that it's highly influential and the more that we can become aware of it, and work with it and, um, and, and be conscious, the more that we can be truly aligned with what we want to create. Um, I'm going to open up the phone line. So anybody wants to call in, if you have a question or um, a comment, uh, feel free to call in the number scrolling across the top of the platform. And it's in the uh, descriptions as well. I've seen some people come and go there, but we're going to open up the phone lines. Now, if you guys want to call in, Um, we've got a, uh, message here from Emma and you just commented to Emma. Yeah. <laughs> so she says, uh, I've been obsessed with ET and hybrid children for a while. Talk a little bit about, we have these fascinations when we're kids, right? We're going back to the kid thing of these star children or, or alien movies or whatever the thing we have these, 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 uh, zealous fascinations as a kid and they kind of go away or sometimes they never go away. We just push them to the back. But is that, is that something there? Do they like communicate telepathically and give you these, these thoughts or are they there from past lives or dream things that are coming to us in the dream realm? Like whether it's, you know, people watching Superman and, and feeling like they're meant for something more, you know, all of these feelings, but we can't explain them. We're just kids going to school, you know, Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, all of the above, really, everything that you just said. It's like we coming in, you know, coming in from creation, you know, into this, we we come in quite motivated. We come in quite clean. We come in, you know, so there's this, there is this inspiration because that's why we freaking came here to do something. So that's like, okay, yeah, we come in motivated and we're like, all right, we're ready to go. And then, um, and yeah, and we have the capacities and the openness um, in, in every way to, to make these uh, communications, you know, with other dimensions, with other beings, with other versions of ourselves and other incarnations. Yeah. So definitely like the different incarnations that were the ones that decided to reincarnate here, they can still like tap back into. So there's a lot of communication and a lot of stuff happening. And, um, and that's why, yeah, tapping back into the child will tap you back into why you're even here and, mm-hmm. um, and these, these greater things going on. Um, you, you mentioned other versions of ourselves. Um, that's a deep one um, of what the, the ancient um, Greeks and I guess even the Romans and stuff believed that like uh, dealing with the, the, um, the planets and it goes back to the, you know what I'm saying? The year and month that you're born, 
of you're like an expression of that 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 planet like the god or entity that's affiliated with that planet experiencing itself and it has its own um emotions and characteristics and character traits and stuff that you take on on the earth um there's a lot of ancients who believe that i know um i know manly p hall goes into a lot of detail about that um there's a scripture in the bible that says that we're seated uh with christ in in heavenly places that we're seated in heavenly places we're mm-hmm. talking about different incarnations of ourselves even even here um there's the the notion of the higher self of and i and i almost with all of this info trying to put it together and, and, and see what's going on trying to make something of it i almost see it as um the higher self is like the real you who's maybe up there in, in the planetary alignments on, a, on another planet, watching your incarnation on earth. And you can connect with, with it, with your higher self of this being that's somewhere else watching, that knows everything you're supposed to be doing for yourself, that knows your life past. It gets really complicated. We're just trying to make sense of this stuff. Talk, am I making sense to you at all? Is yeah. this ringing any bells? Yeah, it's totally making sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the higher self and however you want to say it, yeah, the higher self is the um, counterpart you have in the higher dimension. However we look at it, there is definitely a grander consciousness that we are ultimately, which is what you're saying, that if we can tap into that, then we can stream from that place and we can draw inspiration and we can draw true purpose of being here from that place. So, um, yes. It's uh, it, like I say, it's pretty complicated, and we're just trying to make sense of it all. I don't think that any one teacher, or any one person, or religion has it has it all figured out. I wouldn't follow anybody to their own demise, put it that way. But I think that everybody has a piece of it, man. And when we we're able to kind of bring our own experiences and then the experiences of the collective to the table, put them together, and try to formulate a, a picture, and kind of you know what I'm saying, essentially like a puzzle put everything together and see, see what's happening and see what's going on. And when we talk about religions, like I think a lot of uh, people on sex are saying the same thing. They just have different ways of communicating that truth. And, um, and, and there's things that, you know, it gets into the whole thing of, of I'm right, you're wrong deal, which I try to stay away from that. I know that never leads to anything good, but it, it comes, comes down to, to essentially dealing with truth and dealing with religion. Like I studied <clears throat> ufology, from a Christian perspective for years, I come out of the uh, evangelical church and I was a um, evangelist for some years doing Christian gospel music, you know? And um, when I got into ufology, it was something that called me and having encounters and then having dreams and all of this stuff, you know, but being very familiar with the spirit realm, being very familiar with negative entities that exist on, on in these planes of existence as well. Uh, you channel, whatever whatever level of vibration that you're putting out with the things that you're doing the things that you're watching the stuff that you're taking in the way you're treating people like when you tap into those realms you're going to deal with those type of beings that's just how it works and i dealt with those beings early on as a teenager got into christianity started studying ufology and was led down like the path of all the christian ufologist people and they all say that 
aliens or demons. Like that's their thing. Aliens are demonic. Aliens are demons. You're being deceived. These are beings of, of light that are here to de- deceive you. There's a comment in the chat in the chat here. It may be the same person that commented on your video. I seen. I was going through some of your pictures earlier, and I seen somebody comment. It was like this long thing about the the Nephilim and the, the fallen angels and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, so I've dealt with those people and I've, I've studied it from that perspective until you just have to kind of look at all the information from an unbiased standpoint and look at the information for what it is and the knowledge and the research without a agenda. You know what I'm saying? Come to the agenda conclusion later. But like as you're researching, you can't go into it already knowing what this is. There's no way. That's why all these people are stuck on that they're right and everybody else is wrong. But have you have you had that to deal with any of those type of people at all? Because I know there's I know in ufology like that stuff still sells abductions and be afraid these things want to kill you and kidnap you and things like that. I haven't heard that term abduction since I was a little kid. We don't even hear that term anymore. It's uh, UFO uh, contactees and experiencers. Talk about how like that stuff's kind of fa- phasing out. But there's still some remnants there, especially when it comes to religion. Yeah, really good, really good points. Um, I feel like it's fading out. Yeah, because, um, well, maybe it's because humans are actually, like, okay with not being as freaked out and, like, traumatized and victimized. That would be cool. I mean, so that's part of it. But I I definitely think that these newer generations, our generations, um, it's easier having experiences and having contactee um, experiences because we are more in the state and like vibration. We came in knowing that there's these other things going on. Whereas sometimes the older generations, it was a bit harder because it's like, no, 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 this is the reality. And then it's like, you get like pulled and yanked out of that and all this stuff's happening. And you're like, ah, like it's for my dad, for instance, like it was crazy. Like his, his memories, like they were so terrifying and that was real for him, you know, and, and the Mm -hmm. paradigm of control that he created, like, because of how the culture and how humans were at that time. So I think that it's changed. Um, I definitely get, those are the only comments that I get that are negative or the the Jesus, Nephilim, all that (laughs) stuff. Like I get those and then I'm like, okay, those are just, well, I'll tell you, and and you're probably going to get more. But you're going to win over a lot of people, too, because they're going to have their own experiences that's, that you're, they're going to come. You're going to get a lot more because um, it's growing in Christendom now. Like this is something new for them. This is something fresh. The whole uh, Book of Enoch and the fallen angels and the Nephilim. Like it's, it's been here for a long time. But as far as it's like pastors can preach about this now. Back when we were studying it and I, I'll say maybe. 2010, 2011, 2012, we were talking about this stuff in churches and they, they would run us out of churches for talking about this stuff. But now the pastors are preaching about the Nephilim and the book of Enoch and all these books taken out. So it's getting more people into it. So you're going to get, you're going to get the run over, you know, the spillover from those people who are, who are into that stuff. But those who are really seeking truth, um, eventually you, you got to come to the, the conclusion that, Hey, these these encounters that Bridges have and these encounters that True Seeker and these other people are having, they could be demonic. They sound demonic if, because I've studied it that way, but they could be angelic because if I'm reading the scriptures correctly and some of the other ancient texts, 
sounds a lot like angelic experiences and stargazing and the ancient prophets were stargazers and would have encounters with beings or angels that came out of the sky and showed up and had communion with them and talked to them and, and gave them messages for humanity and things like that. Sounds a lot like angelic uh, contact versus demonic. Cause when we get into the demonic and even the Bible demons or these fallen angels fell, they were kicked out of heaven. So why are they still flying around heaven? Because the scripture says that the sky is heaven. So if they were kicked out of heaven, but yet you're saying, no, they're flying machines around up there, abducting people. It doesn't make sense, especially when we go back and read the narrative of these angels who rebelled were kicked out of heaven and they fell to earth. You talking about these fallen angels and these demons, they're, they're, they're on this pl- playing field. They're on this plane of existence. So the ones who are watching over us who come from above from the biblical explanations and even experiences that people are having uh, and just being open with it. I think it paints a totally different picture than just everything that we don't understand is demonic. And to kind of end this little rant, um, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find, you know what I'm saying? If you research it from everything's demonic experience and you yep. have an encounter, everything's demonic. If you reach it, research it from everything's beautiful. I'm going to learn from all of it. Um, I don't think that God would send anything to me that I can't handle. I'm going to approach it from that. And you learn from it all and not just to demonize anyone or anything. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Totally. I completely agree. And I, and I, I like the Steiner perspective of like the Luciferic and like the harmonic beings where there's beings that like are driving you to be more physical and dense. Like that is their agenda. And then there's beings that are driving you towards like ecstatic bliss, like non-physicality. Yeah. And like, they're not bad. They're just, that's their dimension. That's their like agenda. And so it's like, it comes back to balance, right? Is it's like, okay, you don't want to like float away, you know, and you don't want to like become too yeah. dense into exactly. physicality. And so that's a nice in between, which is more like, rather than good and bad, you know, it's like more like light and density and where you fall in that, in that balance scale. And it all, it all plays a a part. Like you need both. You can't just be so spiritually minded that you know, earthly and good, uh, earthly good. Um, I like, I like the way uh, there's a a pastor named uh, Todd White is really good evangelist. He says that I want to be so um, spiritually minded that I'm earthly incredible, right? That I'm just, Mm so lofty but but it translates yeah. you don't you're not a, you're not above the crowd you, you're down there with the people i mean we look at the the religious leaders and teachers we look at jesus he was down there with the people you know he did go off and he did his thing he did his meditation and prayer and healing and that stuff but he came back down and he dealt with people man and and that's what it's about bringing it back to people seeing lives being changed from this information um that you're talking about this. So like people have questions. We have a lot of people watching right now, you know, like people are into this for a reason. It's not just the fluff. It's not just the entertainment, but people have questions. People have had experiences and encounters with light beings, with ships, with these um, past life regressions, not even going to a counselor or someone to kind of lead them into therapy. They're just like in a dream state coming out with all this crazy information and they're trying to make sense of it. They have nobody to talk to. So kudos for you for coming out and talking about this stuff and kind of putting your neck out there early on. You know, you've been doing this for a long time. You've got a huge um, catalog and a big repertoire of, of videos and you, you go out and I've seen some videos of you going out in public. I think in 
I think it was in um, New York, or just like going asking people about, you know, how they feel about UFOs and aliens and things like that. So um, that's one thing about it when it just we bring it back to, uh, you know, it's all practical. Just bringing it back down to earth, even though it is so spiritual, it's so lofty. It's deep esoteric stuff. Like I'm into symbology, I'm into metaphysics, I'm into all of it. But if it doesn't, if we can't bring it, bring it home, then it's, it's really no good. It's just kind of just kind of puffing you up with pride and knowledge and arrogance, essentially, and ego. But so you're talking about being balanced. You're talking about being like keeping it down to earth. What are, what are some of the things that that people can do not to just be so far out there, like? Is there balance? Because there's so many people in not only this field, but I guess fields that are very similar, spirituality, new age, even in Christendom. And that's where I come from. There's so many, so many teachers and so many people there um, to not just follow everything that people say and just believe it all. Right. And because and, I, I really do think some people could be making some of this stuff up like they know that there's this leeway that they have. They kind of know the parameters and in there they can play a little bit. So when it, when it comes down to like, we're really trying to get answers, we're really trying to make stuff happen. And then there's people who are, I guess, knowingly deceiving people. And I think we rub shoulders with some of these people in, in, in these fields. So by being so spiritual, so lofty, but then having, I guess, a foundation, I mean, talk a little bit about that. That's a, that's a mouthful, but I think you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think that that's the most important thing. Like, we're in an age now, which is kind of strange, because all this is out there, right? You can, like, access, like you said, any perspective. It's like the dark angels, the fallen ones, the light, the da 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 Like, any reality exists. Flatters, secret space programs, <laughs> like, we're doomed, we're going to ascend. Like, all of it, <laughs> like, it's whatever category you want exists. Yeah. And so... um for me, like, I feel really, uh, really grateful that before all of this really started coming out and it was like so at our fingertips, because it wasn't, you know, five, eight, ten years yeah. ago, it wasn't. And um, people weren't talking about it like this and it was this accessible, which I think it has its like freaking, it's amazing. And I got to create my own spiritual foundation before any of, before I had any input. Like I, with, with like core foundational um, different techniques and my connection with the earth and my connection with myself. And so I think honestly, it's like a return to that or an emptying out of our own containers to see then what lands. Um, and so for me, and I guess my suggestion would be to, to do that, like to, to take some, to take some kind of like digital detoxes or to take some information <laughs> detoxes um, and just go in with, through whatever modality, whatever method to yourself and go in through nature, go in through just the simplicity of the child. And in that spaciousness, see and tune in and feel what lands and, and really begin to get a, um, a self barometer of your own intuition of your own ways of perceiving so that when you go back in and you're faced with all of this information and all these possible realities and perspectives that you can, you can know very instinctively and intuitively. Yes, that's for me. No, that's not for me. Um, so I think it's like, it, it's kind of 
it's tricky because it takes self-discipline and this, this current culture that's so out there. I mean, it actually takes like the spiritual and the, the, the will to, to go, to go back, figure out who you are, what direction you want to go and then go back into the wolf's den. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been a part of a lot of sects, I guess you would call it, um, uh, mainly of Christendom, different forms of Christianity and um, Hebrew Israelites and Messianic Judaism and evangelical stuff and came up in the Baptist circle. Like I've been in a little bit of all of it and all of them, they have good stuff about them. Right. Something that that uh, I held on to. I have a I have a lyric from a song. I say, um. I say, let me witness like the Jehovah's. Let me pray just like the Jews. Let me fast just like the Muslims. I'm a fool, but only for you. We're going to dance like charismatics. Get in the Bible like we're from First Baptist. Judge it with the word like, uh, just like Judge Mathis. Teach it in the street like the Hebrews on the Sabbath. And I, I wrote that lyric. It's like, after studying all that stuff, and like each of them have something that they're really good at, and they do better than the other one. And it's part of like understanding that everyone has something to offer like everything everything that you, you're learning from your demons man you know what i'm saying the dark totally. times the, the the ones who kind of bring balance to everything because if you get so heavenly minded you know earthly good and, and and you think you're better than everyone you think you're the chosen one and i'm the one here who's sent to save humanity and things like that and you kind of have to be brought down low you got to pick up your cross you know that type of deal to kind of kind of humble you and say you know what i'm a piece of it I am the one who's sitting here, but I'm a piece of that. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of us and we have to speak to people who, who are here to do that and kind of ignite them. They have that fire within them. We have to breathe upon that, that fire that's within them to kind of ignite them on their path. And to, to think that any of us can do it alone is, is a bit arrogant and it's definitely, uh, you know, not the way it's supposed to be. So, um, Thanks for coming on. If we didn't talk about anything that you want to, we got a few more minutes here. We'll, we'll, we'll plug some of that stuff, but talk a little bit about the courses and things that you offer, because we got a lot of uh, questions and comments here in the chat room. People are talking about wanting to con- connect with the children and you have courses. I know you just designed something brand new that you just rolled out at the beginning of the year where people can sign up and, and, and go through these courses and learn how to connect and things like that. Talk a little bit about the benefits of, of some of the, the techniques that you offer in the course. Yeah. Um, in the hybrid children course, the, the big thing is, is it's really like a, a bringing together of all the things that I've learned from them and with them over the past, you know, like six years. And the big thing is, is like I do, you know, intuitive sessions and such, but, and I can then be the medium and be the in-between conduit. But for me, and I love that, like, I love being a seer. But um, it's really, I'm really in it, into empowering people to, to have their own experiences. Like, that's ultimately what I'm doing. And so, for instance, in that course, it's like all the different ways, you know, all the different techniques that you can do to have your own experience, like, with your star family, with your hybrid children. Like, how do you create, like, how do you bring that up in you? How do you remember? And so that's, that's what that course is about. And that's, really what I'm about and that's what I do like we do um retreats several times a year in different sacred sites and that's the same thing it's like okay how can 
I help people activate. It's like, okay, bring them to this sacred place, feed them like amazing yeah. high five food, like <laughs> do this thing. You know, it's like, let's set you up. So that's okay. like, that's my big thing. That I think that's something we can touch on before you go, the food thing, because I know you're really big into, uh, I guess, the vegan diet and things like that. Does food play a part in this? Um, it's something that I've struggled with. And from my personal encounters with making contact, they they, they mentioned food. I, I didn't pick up a lot of stuff, but they did mention food. They said, if you want to keep contact up plants and vegetables and meditation. That's what they told me. And from that moment I received that, it's been a struggle. It's like this spiritual battle. I'll go on for two months, three months or whatever, and then I'll fall back and then I'll just beat myself up or whatever. But I, I tie that in to the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like Jeremiah, Daniel, these guys would fast for weeks. And, and while they were fasting, they would have angelic contact. Angels yeah. would appear to them two weeks into the fast. Um, there's all, there's other scriptures that were taken out of the Bible. Some of the lost books that I'm into the book of Clement for, for one. And it talks about how like demons get access to your body by keeping meat, like always being your stomach, always having rotting meat in your stomach because it's like always there. It's never clean. You never detox. You, you keep flesh in your stomach and I'm not die hard on any of this stuff. I don't, you know what I'm saying? But what, what would you say? Is there any truth to some of those connections I've made there? A hundred percent. And I actually really like those. Um, yeah, those <laughs> you can take it. <laughs> no, yeah, I love they're, those They're there, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes it so much more profound than like, do a, do a three-day cleanse. It's like, no, but you will, you could have an angelic experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's, I think it's critical. And like on my path, um, one of the biggest, messages is just like get your body intact like get everything operating right so that must that means cleaning and clearing the vessel um so not only what you put in it but how to get out of it so like before we did this call um i went and i did like an hour sweat in like a sauna like because it's like we need to get out all these toxins like the amount of crazy toxins that we're intaking in our bodies is insane and so these things these heavy metals and different such things they create different gut flora they create different um actually ways of thinking they block certain energies so it's like even if you want to you, you might not even be able to physically actually have the, the vessel infrastructure to have these kinds of experiences so it's like what's the first thing you can do you can detox and especially sweat and definitely yeah. fast but like Fasting, yeah. let it all move out and then introduce, of course, like the really clean, pure water, which most isn't, you know, anymore around the world, but ideally like spring water and then getting in fruits and vegetables. And it's mm -hmm. like, what? It, yeah. It all comes back down to like vegetables and, mm -hmm. um, and really like letting that in. So I'm all, I'm all for being what to include than rather what to take away. So have more vegetables, have more clean water rather than like, you can't eat that. Cause that, that's where it goes bad. Cause like the <laughs> restriction is where it, it's. Yeah. Telling. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing. It's like, you can't have this and it's the first thing you want because you can't. Exactly. That's the thing, right. You know, that's, that, that's the. But that's whole... where this will comes in, right. Mm -hmm. Because this will that we were talking about in, in like, okay, well, what do we listen to? What perspective do we take? And it's like that willpower to take, to break away from 
all the exciting information and, and to break away from these habitual um, comforts of food or whatever and, and, to, and to be still and to be with ourselves and to be present without food, without external entertainment or stimulation and what is left, like what is there? And it's a scary place at first and your ego is going to freak out and your mind's going to freak out. But then after a bit, it's going to clean and clear and you're going to feel your true self come in. And that's the beginning. Awesome. So was there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to touch on anything coming up and that you got going on? I know you got some retreats coming up and things in the next month or two, but uh, anything you want to touch on? Um, yeah, retreats coming up. So anyone that wants to come hang out with me and take a sight in person. Um, but as far as uh, anything else, not really. Just, I mean, uh, taking, I, it's funny that we're having this, we're on this specific tip today, which is kind of like taking this space to return to the inner child and, and return to this, this place of pure contact and um, remembering that it is winter, you know, remembering that it is that time to go inside and to reflect mm. and to see what comes. So this is like the yeah, perfect time to do everything we were talking about seasonally and to tap back into to that um instinctual intuitive nature i think is is so important awesome so um bridget offers um retreats that she's got going on and and one-on-one sessions there's a lot of people in the chat room seem very interested to uh to book something with you uh plug your website let them know where they can go to check out all this stuff we're talking about yeah so you can go to bridgetnelson.com you're gonna have to figure out the spelling Uh, i'm sure there'll be a link somewhere yeah um, so you can go to BridgetNelson.com or find me through my YouTube. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, hanging out with me, Bridget. We have to do it again soon. I appreciate hey, you spending some time with me. Thank you so much. I love all of your perspectives and everything you're doing and your sincerity. And it's just really beautiful. And it was great connecting with you. Awesome, Bridget. We'll do it again soon. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bridget Nielsen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, somebody asked, was this, um, Flavor Flav's, uh, ex-girlfriend? And she had the same name. I think that's why they were making the connection there, Bridget Nielsen. But I think it's spelled different, though. She mentioned something like that. So, um, reading some of these questions in the, uh, chat room or some of these comments either way. Um, hold on a second. Danny says, I don't see my name on the patron support Danny, I'm pretty, I updated it today, man, on the batch thing. So it should be in there, bro. Um, if I did it right. So keep watching it. Should, it's not in alphabetical order anymore. I just figured out how to batch it in there. So keep watching that name scroll across the bottom. Hopefully it's in there, man. If it's not, I have to go back and do it because I must have did something wrong. But uh, learn how to do that. So any all the patrons, just to, uh, give a shout out to that. Uh, names will are scrolling across the bottom of the platform on the video. and um, I'm also going to put the, all the patron names and my thank yous on the album. When the album's done, when the album comes out, um, the thank yous will be everybody's name. So, because uh, you guys are really helping me create this podcast and create uh, my music and all the new stuff that I'm doing. So, um, big big shout out to you guys there. Let's see. Uh, Grim says um, he, he wants to, to eat uh, vegetarian or try it out, but he can't. He doesn't really like the taste of vegetables. I'll tell you this, Graham. Um, it's not, I mean, 
there's things that you can do to make it taste good, obviously. I mean, even if you put some, like if you stir fry some vegetables and put some sauce on it, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you, there's different places you can start. But one thing that you, you can um, try to do is actually get into uh, either juicing or maybe a spinach shake. Put a bunch of good stuff in it. Put some turmeric in it. Um, maybe a, a little piece of uh, ginger, uh, a bunch of spinach, a banana, and then some other fruits. Like uh, you can put grapes, you can put a bunch of strawberries in there. You can buy the frozen strawberries and stuff. Put a bunch of that stuff in there. Drink that for breakfast, lunch, or even just midday or something. And, and, and see the way that it makes you feel. Because it makes you feel incredible. You get high off of it. Like when you drank it, your body is telling you thank you. Like you feel high off of drinking these spinach smoothies and these spinach shakes. So you can get addicted to that. And so um, when, when you do make a shake, uh, it obviously it tastes totally different. It tastes like a fruit smoothie. If you, if you do a spinach smoothie, you, you know, spinach doesn't even really have a taste to it. So I'd say start there, bro, and just fit, see how it makes you feel. That's a great place to start. So, yep. Um, shout out to everybody holding us down. We got a lot of people, man, here watching live. I know Bridget shared this out live too. So she's got a bunch of people over here as well. So thank you everybody for holding us down. I would be, man, we got a bunch of, bunch of regulars, but, uh, Carolyn, Grimm, Danny, Ta uh, Tamara, Adam Starseed, Brandon Lancaster, Matt, uh, some of these names, man. Love you guys. Thank you guys for, for, those are some of the repeat names, man. You guys are here every time I go live, so I appreciate that. Um, speaking about what we have going on as well, uh, Thursday night, starting this Thursday, we're going to be doing the School of the Mystics. And so essentially what that is is what I talked about at the beginning. Um, we're just going to be meeting together, uh, getting into some uh, some prayer, some meditation, maybe put on some worship music at the beginning just to kind of get relaxed and get in the spirit um, and just kind of make it tangible, uh, you know, this this is what we're doing we're going to do some teachings and we're going to share working with adam adam's getting some stuff ready to share too but um we'll be doing some activation one-on-one -on -one and trying to grow spiritually um with one-on-one -on -one activation uh, creating a safe place for us to grow and thrive in our spiritual giftings and abilities and move into prophetic and things like that that's where i came from uh that's the vision that i have to kind of move forward and it's going to be um uh, for, for patrons. So even if you're, you're a $1 patron, you get access to that. Um, click the link on the website, go to truthseeker.com, click school of the mystics, sign up and then log in on the website with your patron account. And you'll be able to do that. It'll be a zoom link. Got to download the zoom video chat. We'll be doing this every Thursday, 7 PM uh, central time. I'm looking forward to this. I know many of you guys are, I'm getting a lot of messages. People are signing up just for that. Um, so thank you guys for supporting and, uh, out there cheering me on in this in this uh endeavor that we're doing here a lot of a lot of stuff coming up uh we're like i said we're pushing in on our 100th episode i've i've totally did over 100 episodes but a lot of them are like on the back catalog and bad quality and things like that so i, I may edit some of those and kind of re-release them i've did a couple i did i think i did the uh the Brandon Barthrop one for sure. And then some of the earlier interviews earlier, Jordan Maxwell, James Gilliland, uh, Tricia McCann, some of these earlier names that I had on was back when I was rebranded, like back in 2012, but they were just like monumental for me. So I'll put those on there. So we're, we're crunching in on a hundred episodes. I'm hoping 
that the hundredth episode is going to be somebody really exciting, some something different, somebody big. I want a, I want a big name. I want somebody that's going to just kind of give that one hundredth episode that benchmark. I don't know who it's going to be. I got some people in mind. I'm reaching out to some people, but we're going to see. So. Yeah, with that being said, you guys want to support patreon.com backslash truthseeker. I'm currently working on new music. I'm almost done with my next album. It's going to be entitled Seer. Um, finishing up a couple of things with that. Um, uploading the music as I'm done with it. You guys have been checking it out. Brandon says Illuminati Congo for the hundreds of episodes. I just had him on though, man. Uh, everybody says Illuminati Congo. When I talk about getting somebody to feature on a song, they're like, Illuminati Congo interviewing somebody Illuminati Congo. I love that dude, man. That's my brother. Um, he'll definitely be back on. So we'll see. I got some names that I'm throwing around in the hat. I'm actually talking to Todd Bentley right now. I don't know if that name rings any bells with, with anybody out there, but, um, Todd Bentley is, uh, somebody I'm talking to about coming on the show. I've reached out to some of those people. Uh, Trevor Hall. Yeah, man. Speak that into existence, bro. <laughs> Having Trevor Hall on here. I know Chris is listening. So Chris is uh Chris is working on that for me, man. He knows he knows somebody who knows Trevor Hall and he's trying to line it up to get get Trevor Hall on the podcast because he's been doing some stuff. So that would be amazing to get Trevor Hall on here. Maybe the hundredth episode. Let's speak it into existence. So um yeah, with that I'm gonna say peace and shalom. You guys wanna support? There's a bunch of different ways. If you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you click that subscribe button. Um, also click the link in the description to subscribe on Android or on your iPhone, whichever you got to have. This is on a podcasting app to make sure that you're not going to miss any of the episodes and the uploads and all that stuff that we're releasing over there. And, um, I've got a bunch of books and things like that, that I've kind of compiled together, uh, of books that have inspired me over the years. People are always asking me what's my favorite book. So I've compiled a list of, of those names and, um, uh, that that list is on my website, trueseeker.com. Scroll down, you'll see it on the right-hand side. It'll say books, True Seeker Recommends. And there's some books that I promote there um, that, that mean a lot to me. It's only a couple, but those were books that were kind of benchmarks for me as well. I will say, if you guys want to support, um, you can sign up for Patreon. You can click the Amazon link there. You can shop through the Amazon portal. And you can sign up for an Audible account. You can um, shop through our new Amazon portal, which is uh, a website I'm affiliated with. It's called smudgeyourself.com, smudgeyourself.com. And what that is, is uh, a site that sells crystals and incense and copal resin and sage and Palo Santos and all, all of this cool stuff that I use that I burn that I have in, in my room and things like that, that I use, especially the the uh, copal. I love the copal resin incense. Really good stuff. You can buy all of this stuff. If you're going to do the shopping, do it there. Sageandthings.com. Link will be in the description and uh, we get a kickback on that stuff. So with that being said, thank you guys. Love each and every one of y'all. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Peace, peace.
goodbye.